You see no pattern oh, no, there is, among a pattern some of these newer Congresswomen who seem Israel, to equate money with Jews. with anti-Semitism. Chuck Schumer, no. for instance, said that, that there's no peace in the Middle East because well, Palestinians uh, don't okay, follow the Okay, so Katie, which Katie, is theocracy. her tweet in 2012, I'm just trying to understand, okay. I, I want to get to Matt, but I'm trying to understand your level of support for her views, okay? Because when Not I hear Jews control the money or, or anything hinting at that, then that's that's a trigger. Left the left loves to hear about triggers. Right. Well, that no. triggers a lot of people who remember the Holocaust. It triggers them, yeah, and right. I think justifiably right, so. I have a question. Here's, though, here's what she said in 2012: Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Now, Matt, I would think most people would say that was anti-Semitic. If we can't agree as Americans that that's an anti-Semitic comment, then I don't know what the heck we're doing on cable news anymore. Because to me, that's, that's kind right. of obvious. And this is what people have done. The reason why there is a Zionist movement and the reason why there is a state of Israel is because the Jewish people were almost exterminated from the face of the globe. And they did not have a sanctuary place they could go to have their own state. There are plenty of Muslim states. There are plenty of Arab states. There wasn't a state for Jews to be able to call their own. By the way, it's there. It's there. And by the way, it's there. And it's their land. So I think it's awfully important. And people shade this into this question about the only reason why people are standing up for the state of Israel is because of, quote, the Benjamins. And I'm, I'm, I'm Christian, but I'm offended about that because they're a democracy, an important part of the world. They're a strategic ally to the United States. We don't have to agree with absolutely every well, decision their yeah. government makes, but it is wrong to attack them as a people. Well, no one attacked them as a people, luckily. I We're just saw that tweet. APAC. I'm a Jew. I'm a person. No one attacked me because I don't support APAC. Millions of Jews this, don't support APAC, and that's why there are all these but alternatives. But this is the problem. Because let, let Jews me, like me are really tired of having APAC, which is a very small but very powerful elite minority representation of Jews. It's very tiresome to have them speak, claim to speak for all Jews and conflate Jewish this, identity with unquestioning support of Israel, which is this an is the problem yeah. in itself. This, let's just say this, Lord. This is the, yeah. this is the big right. dynamic. It would be nice if Donald Trump had actually this, condemned the people in Charlottesville. This, and you, this is Matt, the dynamic you work in this communication, right? If I could please just oh say that. Why did he condemn the people the in Charlottesville? Let's stay. Let's let's okay. stay. On okay, you guys, guys, I got to tell you, guys, 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 stop. Stop. Jews stop. In statement. That's guys, guys, I love I I love having a spirited debate. And Katie, I actually love that you came on the show. I like hearing your point of view. I really do. It's really hard for the viewers to get what either of you are saying when we're talking over each other. And I, I mean, other than interrupting you, I don't know how to how to get it. But I think I got the point from both of you, and I really appreciate the fact that you both came on. We'll be covering this. We want to try to be fair about it. Um, the left, by the way, has told... Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie I'm Jack Allison. And I'm Jonathan Daniel Brown. And today we are here with a very special guest to bring us some breaking news mm -hmm. all the way from New York City. New York rose up and took down Amazon. And we have a and we have Rachel Millman from WrestleSpania to tell us all about it. Thank hey, you so much for joining hi. us. Hi, thanks for having me. How's it going? Uh, Amazon's dead, bitch. Yeah, it's all over. Amazon's <laughs> yeah. done. Um, yeah, no, that would be really funny if it was just like that was the news today of like Amazon. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. It's cat litter order not coming. Not hear <laughs> the, the, Jeff, Be Jeff Bezos was so ashamed at his lack of political acumen that he immediately dissolved the company. <laughs> <laughs> and before the dick pits even came, right. He, now this was all this was all just a this was all a plan to get his dick pics seen by everybody. Now that the dick pics are coming out, the company can be over. Uh Yeah, I mean like I if I really respect uh becoming a billionaire just so mm -hmm. you can show the whole world your dick. Yeah, yeah, I respect That's it. That's the too. only way the reason you should become a billionaire. <laughs> well, to uh, do uh, your weird fetish without permission. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what which is kind of a good way of saying uh, uh what they were trying to do over in New York before uh New Yorkers shut it down. They were trying to do their weird fetish without permission over there. Yeah, yeah. Um I uh the it's I'm already seeing a lot of like idiotic takes, but like, mm -hmm. I mean, who isn't, you know, I'm sure. just, I'm completely relieved. One of the, like the biggest, 
one of the biggest fears I had from it coming here, other than like, okay, I'm going to be priced out of my city, and mm-hmm. I could have had to, I was planning to move to Philly probably anyway, was thinking about that in a wider sense of like, if Amazon had come here, it wouldn't have just affected Queens. It wouldn't have just affected New York. It would have affected Philly and Baltimore and mm-hmm. any other mid-sized city in New York, like Buffalo or Albany, of just kind of like what it was going to do to all the other, like within a few hours range, mm-hmm. currently semi-affordable cities was just like nightmarish to think about. And I'm just relieved that it's not happening. Now, yeah. leave, leave Chicago alone, please. You know who I bet is really relieved are the managers of the Creek and the Cave in Queens. That, com- <laughs> <laughs> that comedy club would have been fucking doomed. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't uh, been a Creek rat in a couple of years. <laughs> but I used to hang out there a lot. Um, but, you know. Then a relationship ended, so I did not have to go back to the Creek and the <laughs> So it is kind of worth explaining, like, why exactly this was so gross and bad and why people rightfully hated it. Part uh, One under-talked-about part, besides, you know, the gentrification that would happen, the slave economy that basically would have created, mm-hmm. is that the gov- that the New York, uh, I don't know if it was the city or the state, New York City it, it was, was going to... We're going to give Amazon three billion dollars. Yeah, they were bribing to, them to, to ruin turn, the city. to this turn was, half of their citizens into serfs. Basically, now th- <laughs> this was this was Andrew Cuomo and Bill De Blasio going directly against the uh, instincts and desires of their constituents and against their own city and uh, state councils. Like this was unanimously unpopular. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why Amazon was launching their charm campaign. They were sending flyers in the mail to everybody talking about how wonderful it would be once they came to Queens. Comcast did something similar when they fucked up the 101 freeway and completely ruined uh, the uh, the neighborhoods around Universal City, made it completely unaffordable to live in. They just like bomb mailboxes with these like glossy magazine-like right. flyers of interracial how families. How many jobs are coming? Like, how, yeah, jobs it, are it, coming. It's but deeply, they're unfortunately. They already have the people for the jobs. They're going to move the people with the good jobs uh, uh, into the new city, into the uh, uh, brand new, you know, living uh, situation. The funniest defense of it to me, especially too, was like people who acknowledged that no one was actually going to get jobs from right. it, but people who were like, we were going to get $25 billion in income yeah. tax revenue. Like, who shut cares? Up. I mean, <laughs> this is, we're in New York City. Like, we have a lot of collect. I have no money, but we have yeah. a lot of collective money. Like, yeah. We I need just, more rich people in New York. I know, if, right? if, if more rich people, they'll be paying more taxes. What's hard to understand about this? Uh, uh, now, now the senior VP has to move to a. Uh, I guess Pentagon City or Nashville instead yeah. of getting his fake, uh, you know, fantasies of gritty queens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of it is a fantasy for these people. They, they, the when I, when I was reading uh, about some of these hearings that that these neighborhood councils were putting on, and the Amazon executives just did not expect the pushback. They are so deep in their bubble, yeah, that they well, thought that they would Valley. be. Uh, we yeah. would be we that's, would be welcome as liberators. It's mm-hmm. not true. <laughs> yeah, that's what was fascinating to me about uh, from like an, a local perspective of just kind of like every canvasser I know who does it regularly um, talked about how like this was the easiest thing to canvas for <laughs> of all time. Like, I mean, I know people like the people who got were on the ground for Ocasio Cortez and for Salazar. Like, they had like. They had, like, a couple people who it was, like, really hard to get in with, but, like, Amazon was, like, 95% (laughs) unanimous of, like, oh, my God, no, I don't want that here. And, like, who can can blame anyone? Yeah. Well, I should, you should also mention, uh, uh, Leslie, you said they were getting paid, what was it, $3 billion uh, they were getting bribed to move to New York? Is that correct? They also uh, uh, paid $0 in income taxes this year. Uh, The Amazon company. Because they're in Washington. Right. They made uh, 10.8, uh, uh, I believe, billion dollars uh, and paid zero dollars. Their effective tax rate this year was negative one percent uh, and last year was negative two percent. So Look, I guess I'm just maybe against 
the whole idea of this is not how taxes are supposed to work. It's not actually supposed to be that the taxes go from the city to the companies. It's supposed to go from the companies to the cities. Uh, I mean, it's Walmart on steroids. Walmart yeah. is one of the most evil companies in the world. And then Amazon's like, uh, no, you ain't shit. Right. Uh, which is I so really funny. love Sorry. the um, millennialification of Walmart with Jet.com. That's like complete. It's like kind of impressive in a terrible way. Like, because you guys are oh, familiar wow. with this, right? Like, I am not. I'm looking at it right now. This is a Walmart webpage. They're doing a good job. They really are doing a good Jet. job. Jet.com <laughs> is owned by Walmart's parent company. Wow. And it's Walmart for millennials. It's Walmart wow. for people in cities that don't have Walmart. So just Walmart, <laughs> but they designed the webpage to look like Amazon. That's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. It's, I, I wasn't sure if it was pervasive on the West Coast. I don't know it. Yeah. I remember a couple years ago of just like it was all subway ads for Jet.com. Wow. And then, like, I think I ordered like twenty Gatorades from there when I was really sick for a month. Sure. And then I was like, "Wait, this is this is real art." And like, the, it, what's really sad is the giveaway wasn't me doing like research about a parent company. It was realizing that their like price ending was the same as Walmart. <laughs> Because you know at Walmart, it's yeah. like 94 and 88. I was like, wait a minute. That's the Walmart number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real smart. <laughs> ten, 10 years from now, it's going to be Wally Baba or Amazon, <laughs> Google, or maybe yeah. uh, maybe if we're really, really lucky, like Wally Baba. Samsung, Disney. <laughs> Wally Baba is really smart. You I should, like. You should. You should register that like right now. Yeah, just buy Wally Baba, and you can probably sell it in six years for uh, seven billion dollars. If you're yeah. able to buy that I domain right get now, get Jack Ma the on the line. Thing, the weird thing is, is that like, I mean, I'm among like-minded people here. As people who are like not really big capitalists, sure. to put it. I'm not the biggest fan of not, uh, the whole concept. I, I'm I'm medium at best on I it. I don't stand uh, capitalism. I don't stand capitalism. Yeah, it's canceled, sis. Um, <laughs> but the the thing that always blows my mind about like the people at like the top of the heap is that they're always really bad at it. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, that's, that's the what's really like boggling about the whole thing is right. that like. None of you are good at it. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's been a running joke in the year I've been studying. Like, I guess I've been studying wrestling now. Um, yes. Just kind of like, wait, I'm actually like a really good carny. A minimum of once <laughs> a week, I come up with like a really crazy carny idea, and Kath is like, "That's craven and nuts," but you could make money off of that, <laughs> and that's just really wild. They're just kind of like. And so whenever we have, whenever we talk to wrestlers on the show, we're just kind of like, "Can you please set up a Twitch stream? We need to make money." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I, I agree with you that it is like the, I, it is the people at the top, like not knowing what they're doing. I feel like Amazon just sort of like all these companies just like had a mega money to begin with, and then earned mega money using mega money. It's not like that. I don't even think it's like that smart or good business to like have a lot of money and be able to turn it into more money. I really don't. I really don't. Yeah. Like if, you I start, mean, if you start with a hundred thousand dollars, like that's a fucking big step. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's, that's, I would say that like, if I'm going to like really think about like, you know, the ways creative capitalism, which would make my skin turn inside out, <laughs> there are like people who have been smart about the, their cravenness, I guess. Right. Like, I would say the people who run Patreon are very, very smart about it. Whoever sure. was the first person to monetize feminism, holy shit, you <laughs> monster, you yeah. actually had an idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I, that's I, a I, dark road to that, go down. That, that's something that I, that I agree with you about. It's like, I think that, like, Amazon, all these things, like, are, are failing mostly because of overreach by, the by like, the bad people. Like, they just don't, like, they're, they've had it so easy for so long and had so little pushback of any meaningful kind that now they just, like, they're not prepared for it. They're not ready to, for anybody to, like, dislike them, and they'll, like, back away immediately. I think similarly what's happening over here with, uh, uh, I went to the Writers Guild meeting so it's on my mind uh but the writers guild is about to like uh uh try to strike against the talent agencies out here Good. because of them overreaching like the four big this, ones they did all this packaging for all these years which is like a way to fuck over writers and everything uh, uh but the big problem is 
they also just didn't get anybody fucking work. That it's like what you're saying, Rachel. It's like yeah. if these if these people were just like doing better at it, everyone could like be placated. But like they also aren't like making anybody a living or like doing anything good. Like they're just fucking up constantly. Jack, something- I have to say, like your constant raging anger against like the writing culture of Los Angeles is just—it's <laughs> a really incredible fire to watch burn. Thank you, I appreciate um, it. It is a fire. I, I would, I don't say that in a, I don't say that in a mean way. It's just kind of like every day I wake up and I'm like, wow, Jack is in a new fight and it's wild. <laughs> and it's I have to like salute you because you go hard every Thank day. You. And I can like fully say with absolute coward's confidence in my words that like I am not willing to push <laughs> back as hard. And I'm like, good for you for being nuts, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll take that. I really will take that. I think that's, uh, that's about the fairest estimation uh, uh, that it could be of what I do on Twitter. Sure. (laughs) I feel like the ultra wealthy in America until the Reagan revolution and the Berlin wall fell had, had at least a mild understanding that they were extremely fucking lucky. That's why uh, anytime you watch some, you know, Norman Rockwellian type 50, 60 nostalgia thing, there's always some, there are people starving in insert country here. There was like a real sense that when, uh, when, when you had this clash of cultures that we had to show our best selves, but then we didn't, uh, we crushed, <laughs> we, we crushed the international left and we ended up consuming ourselves. And now, and now we just have these conglomerates that are so fucking big they don't follow any international law and just because they are uh you know supposedly uh, helping the interests of the american government we let them do whatever they want even though they're i mean look amazon is the american foxconn uh it's no like make no mistake the way that american workers get treated in these factories we are heading in the direction of of the conditions that we used to as Americans look at in other countries and go, Oh my God, how could they do that? The answer, how could they do that? is so people like, you know, Phil Knight could get rich. These are American companies still doing this stuff, but now the American companies are happy to do it to Americans. We're bringing jobs back to America. We're bringing suicide nets back to America. Right. (laughs) Hire more women prison guards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, like, I, I, we, I you know, it's so funny. I, I do think, look, Walmart is such a terrible company. It's such a bad and evil company. It, like, came in. It, like, ruined, like, all of America, mom and pop businesses and everything like that. But I actually do think that maybe Amazon is worse. And it's so funny that Walmart was, like, uh, uh, so popularly looked at correctly by liberals as this, like, lowly thing. But everybody. Yeah, exactly. It it's be, It's a class thing. Yeah, oh, it's a yeah. classic. Walmart, back, Walmart, at least their employees don't piss in drawers. You know, fuck. Thinking back on the vilification of Walmart is really wild because, yeah. like, I mean, we're all around the same age, correct? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, so, like, yeah, I don't know. we we all grew up in a time where it was like a wild vanguard position to be like, I don't like the war in Iraq, right? And, it, yeah. and like about five years before that, it was really in vogue. No, probably less than five years to be like, fuck Walmart. Yes. I definitely as a kid knew that fuck Walmart was the correct answer. I knew that it drove out other businesses in the area, but I didn't know the roots of why. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, just looking back, just kind of like, it's, it's interesting because it was, it was, it was like my first lesson in like, why big businesses are bad and it was my first subtle not realized lesson in like how classism works mm, and yeah. like what we combat and what takes a foothold well right. and and the amazon walmart thing is classist because both of these companies are scumfuck evil monstrous yeah. <laughs> disgusting pits of hell the difference is is that walmart is happy to show you the misery yeah it's amazon true. locks it away you don't see what's going on in these fulfillment centers you walk into a walmart the first thing you see is a guy in a rascal scooter eating a cheeseburger <laughs> wearing a fucking maga hat you're like right. oh my god i'm in hell well, he's I mean, amazon yeah, the, and that's greeter. the greeter. Yeah, yeah. 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 like who doesn't remember peopleofwalmart.com? 
Right, exactly. Which is, that which is, is also fucked up. That which, website way, is fucked up. That's no, fucked up because it's about the guy. people who shop at Walmart. It is yeah. just being like, look at poor people or whatever. By the way, of course, you know, not to always make everything about fucking Hillary Clinton, but it is funny that everyone was like, fuck anyone who shops at Walmart. Meanwhile, Hillary is actually on the board of Walmart oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and is beloved, of course. I mean, look, they're, they're not what, what, what Bentonville, which is, you know, Walmart HQ is one of the weirdest cities in America because it's I bet. just it's so fucking rich. They have the the most expensive art gallery in the country. Really? So you're in I the drove through Arkansas a couple years ago and like one of my big takeaways was um uh I didn't realize how naturally beautiful it was. Mm-hmm. And also when you get near like Walmart country, the like just stark shift in what wow. houses look like and what oh, the sure. entire landscape looks like looks like it's fascinating. Yeah, Bentonville's just a gated community for the Walton family. That's wow. all that town is. Oh, people of Walmart. Okay, sorry. You sent a link there. Uh, I'm not so, used to it's the something new for you, podcast. Jack. It's something for you, oh, Jack. Thank you, you, you Leslie. Like <laughs> I do like that, actually. That's cool. <laughs> They're making fun of that. Leslie sent a balloon Sora that was at a Walmart. Uh, Sora, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it yeah. right now. That's our episode picture. That's cool. I, it, it just, it, but there's something just so twisted about how Amazon. Wow, can that ha- kicks ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that's badass. That actually, like, uh, to speak on a, you know, I'm like, to, to actually like defend it. I'm like, that's like somebody at a Walmart like being creative, yeah, and doing is. something like cool and creative. That is like impressive. Something yeah, you would like, Walmart get a chance like, to that's do if you work at Amazon. Like, I'm imagining somebody looking at that and shitting on it and then praising the chalkboard art at Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like Trader Joe's is a better company to its workers. Of course. Yeah. But like what how big of a difference is there? We're all trying to we're all trying to make it out here in America. It's yeah. like, you know, we should not be like shitty to Walmart, to people that work at Walmart, because like that's the fucking reality of what it of what it's like to live in this modern day uh country. Yeah. By the way, Tra- Trader Joe's is such a fascinating uh Trader Joe's is a fascinating company because they're one of the few companies that refuse to involve themselves in the grocers union, but they still in LA at least, Interesting. But, they, but they still pay people better than people who do work at the grocers union, which is very frustrating. It means the grocers union doesn't have power. And it yeah, means that, yeah. they, it means that uh, when I, when I was a teenager working at a, a Gelson's, I found out that essentially how it works is that you sign up to the union as soon as you get the job and you're put in this probationary period for three months then you're invited into the union and the benefits for working at the Gelson's and Ralph's and Vaughn's and Safeway's ETC, DC start to kick in. But that the grocery chains know that. So they just fire teens every three months as soon as the probationary period. So I was just part of this cycle of teens who came in, worked for three months, got fired. Uh, and like a week before I left, saw like a bunch of new teens come in. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> so that's Trader fascinating. So, but Trader Joe's is very loyal to its employees. And, it, and it's like one of these weird things where I, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm sure if they unionized, it would be even better. That's what it, it's also like it's one of these like, you know, like Starbucks does that, too. Like the, there are these corporations that are like, we are a good corporation. And this is like what a model of a corporation should be. And I'm like, yes, but it still would be nicer if we just had fucking subsidized health care. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean they, in they the have, end, they're yeah, like they're, they're the people should always think of them as anomalies. Right. Yeah. They should think of them as anomalies. And I think they are like sort of looked at as like, see, this is what business can be. And I'm like, yeah, but most fucking business is not like that. But that's like uh, that's like tech does that a lot, too. That's why there's no unionization in in Silicon Valley, because it's like, we'll freeze your eggs. Well, they get get ping pong tables instead, which is very cool. I mean, I love a nap pod full of diseases, personally. (laughs) You guys have heard about that, right? That they're, I mean, I have not heard about it, but it actually, I, but now that you mention it, I'm like, it tracks, it tracks 100%. Yeah, yeah. Every single Silicon Valley office, and not just in the Valley, but everywhere, everywhere that has those nap pods, they are all just like incubators of disease. That like, if you get, if, because if they don't, you don't actually get to go home, you just kind of have to lie down in there and like, you just get, they're just filled with germs. And yeah. there was this great, story I, it was like anecdotal on twitter so unfortunately i can't source it sorry i had a burp uh, but there was this great story i read of like this guy who was so sick of being like mistreated at his job that he specifically went 
in the pods and got sick and was like, <laughs> I'm not coming in. <laughs> like, that was like, <laughs> I mean, that's that creative, is- but I just, just, I don't know. I know you a can't new, just quit your job, but like, my God, it's a new dystopian future hell to uh, go specifically get yourself ill from the uh, <laughs> like company provided nap pods. Absolutely, <laughs> that's hell. <All> right. well, <laughs> to give us the last word on Amazon in New York, uh, I have a, <laughs> I have a, I have a quote from Mayor Bill De Blasio. Oh, nice. All right. You have to be tough. To, uh, sorry, I say in my New York voice, you have, to be, <laughs> oh, wow. you have to be tough to make it in New York City. We gave wow. Amazon the opportunity to be a good neighbor and do business in the greatest city in the world. Instead of working with the community, Amazon threw away the opportunity. Wow. He's blaming them? That's that's, that's something really else. That's really funny. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's. That's, That's like abusive boyfriend good. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. De Blasio, table 2020. It's not going to fucking happen. Oh, he's not <laughs> table it. He, he's not running. No, there's no way he's running. He's too much of a door. He's talking about it like a fucking wacko. It's, no, they're all it's talking not about happening. it. But well, I mean, they all want to have a little campaign money. It's like it's like a nice way to launder some money to run a like little fake campaign for a little while. I mean, like if he actually wanted it, I feel like he could. I'm I'm not saying that I want him to. I'm saying I think he could successfully rehabilitate his image for 2024. Wow, 2024 possibly, but yeah, hey, man, I, we are I, steady. I, I could see him pulling it off. All right. Unfortunately, so we're we're still going. We're going to st- still stay in New York City with you, Rachel, because there was another big viral story that uh, went around, and it's another it's another you know group of people who are just out to exploit New York and rob them not of billions of dollars, but you know maybe a couple of million, according to Inside Edition, and this is of course. <laughs> These scum, those villains, yeah. those vile credits, mm-hmm. fair jumpers, fair yes. jumpers, fair jumpers. Mm-hmm. I have to say that after I watched that article, I hopped the turnstile in solitary. <laughs> 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 Actually, I didn't well, you know, hop it. Somebody just had a door open in uh, Herald Square, and I was like, "Well, I'm walking through." Yeah, <laughs> no, this is so like it, so it, if, it, if, it, if if people haven't fair. seen it, um, yeah. Inside Edition, which I didn't know that that those type of shows still exist, but sure. inside Along edition with hard copy did like I a, forgot about hard copy. a, a current and current affair too. Uh, inside edition did a very serious, like 100% serious, like investigation into people who are hopping turnstiles. Like they took the camera out to the subway. Right. We're filming these, you know, mostly black and brown and young people hopping the fair and then going up to them. Like they were sex criminals. <laughs> like and they're so, on to catch excuse a predator, me, yeah. sir. Excuse me, sir. Did you, did you just jump that turnstile? We have it on tape. And like, it's just, just the most it's the grossest most ugly fucked up thing isn't it what's so funny about this is that it's like it's like inside edition doing this which is like people get in trouble for like these videos going viral like this feels like one of those like barbecue becky videos or something but just done by the news yeah jack was it you that asked if they got everybody to sign a release I didn't, but that is uh, that's an interesting. I think news doesn't have to do that. Actually, news yeah, doesn't I have to get who, I, who I was, who it was that I saw saying like, "Hey, did you get all these people to sign a release?" It's just yeah. the news that like local news doesn't have to do it. Is the public thing, property? Like, yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm um, sorry. It was Jesus from Jesus and Miro who asked that. Ah, okay. Well, but, you know, I'm um, fine to get confused with them. I can see yeah. how you can confuse Jack and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it was it was such a shit kicker question that I naturally attributed it to Jack. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just I guess they are doing the news loophole because yeah. I mean yeah. it's not news; it's entertainment. But yeah. You know. Well, that's all news, unfortunately. That's yeah. the whole problem. And uh, especially, I mean, look, local news has been shitty for so long now, and national news just finally caught up, you know, 20 or so years ago. Yeah. Uh, but but the, 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 it's, it's weird because I feel like we are seeing some of like the, the panic news uh, of uh, that we saw during the Bush years about like, I mean, God, when I was like 15, it was like, everybody's a rapist to catch a predator. Like, right. let's sit down all the perverts. Let's get all the crooks. Okay, like, well, uh, well, what, to be fair, to catch a predator is much fun- funnier than this. <laughs> to catch a predator is pretty good. It's pretty my friend, it's like it's, it kicked ass. Yeah. My friend, <laughs> my friend just sent me a clip. This is so wild, but my friend sent me a clip from to catch a predator. Cause his like childhood rabbi got caught on like the first to catch a predator. Oh, 
and it's like a, it's like a it's like a famous to catch a predator too like it was before they had even the police like involved so it was just they like had people showing up and they were like getting them on camera and one of them i guess was my friend's uh childhood rabbi <laughs> it's just pretty fucking wild decided what's the funnier iteration on to catch a predator when they like book it or when they're just kind of like well i'm caught so time to talk about my <laughs> psychology yeah the well i'm caught ones like i think it was like more when they became self-aware that was like more of the like i'm aware that i'm on to they catch know a predator what to catch a predator is i guess i might as well be on to catch a predator at least like <laughs> you know i'm going like to jail <laughs> later seasons of billy on the street when people are like billy <laughs> that is so funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there there is this dynamic in the inside edition video because there's one guy who they catch and then he goes back and swipes again Again, but yeah, then the blo- notably the only Asian person I think in that video. Mm. Which, like, if you want to do do like some weird like grad school ass socio political <laughs> breakdown of like the privilege levels Who of they like choose even to different, put in there. different minorities and how they can help each other out, I think that's a really good microcosm. Um, <laughs> because what he does is he swipes through and then he opens the door for like twenty people. Yeah. Yeah, which ruled. Good which for rules. him. You know what's a bummer with all these turnstile jumpers is if they keep jumping the turnstiles, then the, the city might not have enough money to bribe Amazon to move there. No. Uh, <laughs> here's my happen? question. Haven't haven't New Yorkers been screaming at Cuomo for the last five years for him to fix the subway anyway? Yeah, isn't the subway if busted? It, if it's busted, who gives like fuck you? Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay money and then wait three hours for the thing to show up. I'll, yeah, yeah. I don't blame the turnstile jumpers well there is an ice like ness to it though it's like they they, like the local news went out to like catch minorities and like put them on screen and specifically like teenagers because like yeah i just like i um i think like it's it's egregious how much a single ride costs anyway right like it should be no more than a dollar I will no, actually, I'll give it two bucks. Two bucks is fine. Two seventy five is fucking egregious. But like, that's if it works. Like, no right. one. Like, I truly believe that every single resident of New York City should go on mass strike for paying <laughs> for the for the subway, and yeah. like until it's fixed. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absurd. I- yeah, I, 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 you know, it's also like you have to think about like who is this news being made for? You have to think about like who lives in New York. So like this is news being made for like upper class white people to like feel angry at the younger sort of uh, black and brown people that they live nearby. The whole thing is uh, uh, just really kind of nasty, to be honest with no, you. It's It was so ugly. But I mean, it's one of those things of like, Everything is bad, right? Like we we there's yes. a, there's a cottage economy out of exploring why everything is bad. Mm-hmm. But there is sort of like these wonderful little like silver linings of hope. And for me with the inside edition of video, which was disgusting and awful and like the woman who hosted it is just this ultimate example of like a white woman's self-perpetuating victimhood. The beauty of it was just like how much everyone just yelled like "fuck you" at yeah. them. Yeah, I did like the people slapping still, the camera and shit. Still yelling "fuck you" at them online <laughs> and in person. Yeah, good shit. Yeah, yeah, that was like very inspiring in its own right. Like that's that's yeah. that, but like that's 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 a mark of how like that's just like mark of how fucking bad shit is that yeah. like. I get joy out of like a thousand people screaming like "lick my nuts." <laughs> but that's that's how much power Bezos has. We're all millions and millions of people are happy that one fucking dickhead is miserable. That's, that's how power. This guy. This guy is. First of all, he. I mean, he he. he slept with a you know a, a secret trump supporter connected to wme which is like uh, like when when you when you cheat on your wife with an agent's wife and that agency is known to directly work with the trump administration interesting that's uh, a little i mean it's a little conspiratorial but also i believe it <laughs> no, I mean, look lauren sanchez her husband was patrick whitesell the fucking 
idiot who uh, tried to, with Ari Emanuel, sell WME to the Saudis only for that deal to begin to crumble when they fucking hacked up Jamal Khashoggi hey, with the by bone the way, saw. I don't think they ever gave back the money. I think they just no, announced like the no, deal's over and then they're no, like, it's yeah, not really though. It's not really. WME is a fucking yeah. Saudi company. Patrick Whitesell, uh, like most of these big time Hollywood agent cokehead guys are either, they just swap around models and pretend to date his, the fact that his wife then went leaked all this information about Bezos to the inquirer is the least surprising thing ever. You are the richest man in the world and you're trying to <laughs> dip your dick into That's Hollywood. That was my thing is that like when Bezos did that big like uh, medium article and everyone's like, wow, thank you, Mr. Bezos, for like saving our democracy and saving journalism. I'm like, maybe it's actually bad that like the fate of journalism hinges on that. This guy sent a dick pic. <laughs> like, you know, maybe that's like not good. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I have to be honest, I did not read the medium article. There's no, only so much I can consume. And like that was one of those things of like, this is in the maybe column and I have a head cold. I mean, yeah. I did read the Medium article and I learned something interesting about, about Bezos and his like security genius. It's not that smart. You know who his guy is? His guy is Gavin DeBecker. Yeah. It, that's Wait, an which, Oprah. That's an Oprah dude. He's a guy who went on Oprah all the time yeah. and talked about the power of fear. And like, by the way, did you did you notice who the uh, who the lawyer is that's getting all the uh, in like the emails that he like released or whatever? Do you notice who the lawyer that that is like representing Gavin DeBecker and Bezos is? Why that's Marty Singer? Of oh course. my God, Mar Marty Singer! It's yeah, Martin Singer is who is on the receiving end. The Bill Cosby like sex offender, the, the like consummate sex offender lawyer is. Yeah, so, so I'm like, this is like a story between National Enquirer and Marty Singer and Jeff Bezos's dick pic. He's not a fucking hero. No one's a hero. No one's a hero in this particular tale. Yeah, the idea that that Bezos, oh wow, it's so brave. It's no, he has fuck you money. He could he could literally walk down the street with his fist in his asshole. Nobody would care. Like he has power. <laughs> Like, by the way, and by the way, what this is all about still at the core, everyone's like, he's so brave. I'm like, what spurred him to action is that he might personally be embarrassed is what spurred him to action. What a brave thing that he had to, like, stand his ground and not be personally embarrassed uh, uh, online in front of everybody. You think, you think a guy who has, like, you know, treats robots better than people cares about human anatomy. <laughs> he he's like, he's like the penis that is, a, uh, that is attached to me. Yes. Like that was th the real sense I got from reading his article. Is I was like, Oh, this guy doesn't care. We, we did discover on the last episode that we talked about Bezos, that he does have a cybernetic eye. So possibly That's true. the embarrassment is, and it's not a very good one. Cause it's like first look gen. Up Jeff Bezos. So, uh, Rachel, if you haven't noticed this before, look up Jeff Bezos. He does have a cybernetic eye and it's very, very obvious that it's a little, cybernetic eye. So oh my maybe, god you're right i just thought it was a little squinty yeah the anxiety around the dick pic is is about his possibly having a cybernetic dick ah that makes sense you know i i knew something i think i told this show a uh, story on the show before but somebody told me a story uh, that like their family married into the bezos family like their family married like a bezos cousin and jeff bezos came to dinner one time and handed out libertarian pamphlets <laughs> He like is like in, he's like a super into it libertarian Silicon Valley guy. I mean, he's in, right. he's in Washington. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, the closest I have to that is that when a cousin of got mine got married a handful of years ago, the guy she married knew Bloomberg, and Oof. Bloomberg showed up to the final hour of her wedding reception when everyone was wasted, danced to Yeah, and left. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That is so because funny. Because they gave them like a letter that they read at the beginning of the reception that was like, your union is so beautiful and in celebration, I'm giving you one night in one of my like hotel, I don't remember, one of like my rooms, oh, nice. which is like kind of yeah. weird because it's like, cool. Jeff Bloomberg <laughs> is giving you a room to fucking guys, congrats. <laughs> and that was it. And like my one, my one other cousin and I were looking at each other the whole time like, what the fuck is this? Um, but like hour three of the wedding rolls around and my dad has wandered off to go smoke weed with one of his brothers. And, like, while my dad wanders off, Bloomberg walks in. I was, like, so drunk I couldn't stand. I could, like, barely stand <laughs> at that point. And then, like, he walks out. And my dad walks in, like, stinking of weed and was, like, 
what was that short guy? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was bizarre, so but funny. like that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But like, so funny. I don't I I don't understand his strategy of showing up at hour three. I guess so people like weren't <laughs> apt to record it. Maybe it's the Bill Maybe. Murray tactic. You yeah, show up, show up. No one will ever believe you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Bloomberg, like doing the Bill Murray thing, showing up to mix your drinks is very funny. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of shit, I could not possibly believe the real big story of this week, politically speaking, was <laughs> apparently the revelation that saying what lobbyists do is anti-Semitism. And mm-hmm. I just want to apologize on behalf of Jack, on behalf yep. of Jonathan, who is apparently a self-hating Jewish anti-Semite. If you for because we half of me and half of Rachel uh-huh. because <laughs> we Rachel. have said several times that what lobbyists do is mm-hmm. buy politicians. And it's- when you say that, that is you know, getting dangerously close to reminding people of anti-Semitic tropes, and we should never it. done it. You can't, mm. Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing was this is this was pretty like this was like a pretty disappointing week. This was a very disappointing week, I'd say. Because you know, the interesting thing for me personally was that like going into the week, I was like, oh man, I remember when I went like fucking insane in 2015. And was like challenging Sadie Doyle to fight online because <laughs> um, she lied about a Bernie rally because like whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, I, I'm not. I'm gonna find coping mechanisms this year. I'm not gonna do that. And right. then I just proceeded to go insane for the yeah. rest of the week online. <laughs> yes. And like, I'm sure I'm gonna get banned any day now for like continually telling people. To ask Chelsea Clinton, like, what the fuck is up with your dad on Epstein's plane? <laughs> Join the club. No, you know, well, let's, not, let's, not, let's not get too fast. Let's explain I, to I, people I would... who might not be online what actually uh, sparked all this. So Il- Ilhan Omar, who is a United States representative from Michigan, uh, young woman, brilliant woman. She wears a hijab. First Somali-American. Yeah, first Somali-American to uh, be elected to uh, Congress. One of like She's like the third um, Muslim person to be to get into Congress, which is, you know, fucking shocking. That's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. But, what percentage of the world population are uh, Muslims there? Anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Uh, Not big, I don't think. No, yeah, I don't think it's big. <laughs> That's, that's probably not representative, like a, right? Not like it's a, probably about like one percent, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she basically made people. She was talking about why, and people have forgotten this. There, I think the Republicans were trying to pass a resolution to like make BDS legal or some shit like no, that. No, it's like, not yeah. the Republicans. It's bipartisan. Oh yeah, bipartisan. Of course, I'm very, I'm very yeah. right. Of course, some some shit like that. You can look it up. Um, but basically, she, she was saying that the reason for this is because APAC is paying them uh, to do this. And yeah. APAC is. She, by the way, said this about Kevin McCarthy, the uh, House Minority Leader, Republican, non-Jewish, just white guy. Yes, she was. She was saying that Kevin McCarthy uh, is being influenced by lobbyists uh, uh, in the way that uh, uh, he legislates. She did this by referencing a Puff Daddy song. We all know the song. Uh, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Is uh, is what she tweeted. And apparent, and that caused a huge shitstorm. That's like more offended more of washington than like any bomb we dropped or any war we've started <laughs> yeah. because in my I, lifetime because at least APAC is still powerful in dc it's losing its influence over the uh, remaining american jewish community on the rest of the country but especially because there are much more dovish groups like j street and if not now that are beginning to rise APAC's um, unconditional support of Netanyahu has been a major, major turnoff for American Jews, and they're losing a lot more money. So they have to lean more on right-wing evangelicals. So it's it's actually the, the right-wing APAC evangelicals is, who notoriously are famous for not being anti-Semitic at all. Well, you know, yeah. Here's their deal: they want they want Israel to be strong so that when Jesus comes back, all the right. Jews put up a good fight, but their blood can be used to bring about the rapture. <laughs> it so makes it, perfect sense, of course. It I, makes, I, I, 
really glad you broke it down for me that way. I genuinely <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah, no, we, we serve no purpose to these people alive. Israelis, Americans, it, it doesn't, Palestinians, none of that shit even matters to these people. Right. You have the apocalypse class and you have the lobby class. And the, what the lobbies do... <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant, baby. That's brilliant. I gotta, I gotta shout that out. That's fucking good, man. <laughs> and what what the lobbies do, which is which is so frustrating, is I mean, first of all, they've been in, since the Intifada intentionally conflating uh, anti-Israel uh, government sentiment with that of anti-Semitism. That's been happening now for twenty something years. Uh, and what's different now is that you just have more American Jews saying, no, I'm not going to support this because Netanyahu, Netanyahu is the Erdogan of Israel. Uh, people can argue uh, and they have argued that Israel is an apartheid state and I don't necessarily disagree with them. I think it's true. However, the trajectory since the Intifada is where things have really shifted from sort of, you know, center, center right wing nationalism to full blown, full blown. I mean, Ariel Sharon was bad. He was a bad, bad fucking guy. And what he really started, along with guys like Avigdor Lieberman, this new re renaissance of Israeli right-wing thought. And the Israeli center and the Israeli left over the past 20 years have just been completely rendered irrelevant. There is no opposition party right now. That's the problem. because So, so nationalism and fascism in Israel is growing at a rate so rapidly that uh, you know it kind of smacked a lot of American Jews in the face who are not uh, who, who are supportive of, of more liberal regimes and, frankly, more uh, socialist elements of the older Israeli governments. I mean, uh, one of one of the great shames of the Israeli dream and of the Zionist dream was the death of the kibbutzim movement, which was all about communal living. And there were even lots of interracial and, uh, you know, um, uh, kibbutzim that, that worked beyond both borders. And those are now going away because capital has come in and essentially said, well, wait, collective living uh, amongst races and religions, that doesn't make any sense. You can't make a buck off of that. So, But JB, uh, what you're saying, you're dropping a lot of knowledge here. But what I did notice is that in that entire speech, you did not condemn anti-Semitism. And yeah, you're uh, – Oh, anti-Semitism is bad. I, oh, well, okay. JB, it's a little oh, bit okay. late. It's a little oh, bit late. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, for saying it. Okay, now let's move on. Let's move on without thinking oh, and, about it. Oh, and Ilhan Omar didn't say anything anti-Semitic. APAC yeah. sucks. They make a lot of money, uh, yeah. and, and they don't bribe people to support Israel. What they do is they say, hey, we'll give you money – if you happen to, you know, get involved in this legislation that happens to support Israel, that's a difference. Completely it's a different. <laughs> the logical, the logical jumps, by the way, for people like because I've seen people being like, I, I, I listened, I saw CNN, and they were like, the problem is here is that she attacked the Jewish donors. I'm like, I don't think she did. I don't think she did. But you see, obviously, that APAC is uh, uh, raising money off of uh, uh, what she tweeted. They are at, like. So what are they raising money for? What is the money being oh raised God, for? This is the homophobic <laughs> pizzeria all over again. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But on a larger scale. Oh, my God. <laughs> Slightly actually, larger scale. I'm actually surprised that more like pro-interventionist uh, groups, nonprofits, NGOs, like groups like the Atlantic Council and uh, some of these more hawkish, like we need to bomb Syria forever groups haven't tried the you're Islamophobic if you don't believe in intervention in these countries. Trip. Oh, oh no, no, the, 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 some people are using that. In fact, there's a online anime pro like anti uh, Assad tanky and his little <laughs> group. They call everyone who's against like U.S. intervention in Syria racist <laughs> for not <laughs> wanting to save the Syrian people from Assad. I, yeah. <laughs> I talk like about those people have definitely screamed at me multiple times. This year. <laughs> yeah. I, I talk about this with my fairly liberal dad a lot because it, it really frustrates me that in a time of increasing uh, and rapidly rising anti-Semitism. You have a lot of capitalist billionaire types who seem who are Jewish and seem to have no problem confirming every fucking awful stereotype about that is what like, that is what drove me putting me in danger, dude. That, like, that is what drove me crazy about this JB because I, I, as a black man, I do we do have anti-Semitism in our community, and all this week did was give all those people, all those hotaps all the ammo they need for the rest of their lives. Like there oh, is nothing you, after this, after this week, you are not, this week created a lot right. more anti-Semites than it stopped. Like straight yeah, up. No, but that's yeah. what, but that's what APAC is. Anti-Semitism is on the rise partially because you can't criticize a foreign government without being accused of it. And so it doesn't help uh, any type of sentiment. Right. 
And then when you, frankly, I mean, look, uh, when you have billionaire families uh, like like the Sacklers with the opioid crisis or Zuckerberg right. and Facebook, uh, it, it creates, it, it, I mean, and, and th- then they like brag about being Jewish. It's like, no, stop. I'm not, you're not, well, I don't want this. <laughs> like it, it, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's like, it's like if any, it's, it's like uh, any other shitty businessman who leans on their identity to push a product only to actually poison the very community they claim that they're uh, uplifting. It's it's just it's just a identity capitalism at its ugliest. So obviously there is you know this is a problem just in general is uh, tying the idea of anti uh, of you know uh, uh, pushing back of of being against our you know foreign policy in Israel uh, uh, is is anti semitism that's been an existing problem. But I think that there was a uh, there might be some reason why everyone freaked out uh, especially uh, big this time. I it, it felt like the reaction was somehow larger uh, when it was Ilhan Omar. Jack, uh, uh, listen to. Black, not that one. Women. <laughs> I just like it made me. It's just I. If this is the beginning yeah. of things, like I'm gonna go nuts, and that yeah. scares me because I already kind of am. Join, join me, join me, Rachel. Log off. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. Like, I got I got my I own can't. show to promote and shit. Uh, and it's yeah. about fake fighting. So it's very important to the discourse. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just, it made me insane. I, yeah. um, like, you just, like, and the thing is, is that now, especially more than ever, because you can get, like, put in Twitter jail for a week, for 24 hours to a week for saying, like, eat shit, big butt. That you like have to really creatively tell a person to fuck off. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm sorry, like, I know that there is like a larger and bigger blame than just Chelsea Clinton, but like, yeah, this is her fucking fault. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. This is her fucking fault. I can just, I'm, I'm so angry. Well, Chelsea like, Clinton, yeah, she's so like, whatever. You can go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just like it. I'm no, 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 no. It's fine. Like we are, we are united in disgust. But we, right yeah. now, uh, we should say like what, what, why Chelsea Clinton is so bad. Just a refresher, because as an American, yes, as an American, <laughs> okay, so, she as an American. So her, the first thing when her response to Omar, which, uh, which she is, uh, and Chelsea was not the only one to show her ass on this. Like tons of liberals, even some leftists went after Omar and all of you should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. You should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. She said nothing wrong. She said nothing your ass hasn't said about every other lobby from in, from the NRA to fucking uh, K- KSA when they chopped up Koshalgi. Everybody right. was yeah, saying yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or maybe Russia. Do, do people ever yeah. say that Russia owns any politicians? I don't know. But yeah, anyway. Okay. <laughs> it's also notable that she did it in response to the Reagan battalion. I feel like a lot of our collective rage has like dropped that little detail. Like the original tweet was like the Reagan battalion bitching about Elon. Right. Chelsea yeah. was like, I agree. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah Batya, uh, she's Batya Ungar Sargon, who is a fucking fuck- fascist. No, she should, she should leave the forward. The, she's not running the forward well. Uh, the forward is literally like a 100 year old magazine, and it's like Mother Jones. It's falling into the hands of, uh, you know, neolibs. It's not cool. It's is like, it neolibs? It's a progressive fucking magazine. JDB, maybe I'm wrong on this, but every time I read something on the forward, I'm like, these are ultra right wingers. Every time. Because what's happening is that the Jewish community is being aggressively pushed to the right. Look, Netanyahu, uh, Netanyahu believes, uh, like a lot of Israelis believe, and that's why there's a lot of guilt in Israeli communities in America, that you that like to be a good Jew, you have to make Aliyah. And so what Netanyahu is trying to do is he's trying to make Jews in the diaspora so uncomfortable that they quote unquote come home. That's what he wants. Like he doesn't want Jews to be comfortable in other countries. But we may be getting off track a bit because Chelsea Clinton yes. is not she Jewish as no. uh, Adam she's Fr- married to a Jew. As Adam Friedman said, and I do not support no. this statement, but I I do support <laughs> his right to say it. I, as, I support. I do not. Say, she is not Jewish. Joke. She is, 
just ugly. And Adam Freeland is a young Jewish podcaster who's driven who off the ugly? internet by who, who is ugly. He's an ugly American. He's an ugly Admitting American for sure. Who was driven off the internet by that's Chelsea. That's his word. That's his word. <laughs> by, Chelsea, by Chelsea Clinton. And it's really yeah. unfortunate. Solidarity uh, with So, Adam. like, honestly, like, thinking about, because, again, for the listeners who are, aren't terminally online, like, all of us are, like, Adam Freeland tweeted it. Did not tag her. So no, like, tag her. Daughter he of the Clintons is name searching, which is fucking wild. And was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm ugly, so you have a right to not look at me. But how dare you perpetuate this stereotype oh that Jewish women are ugly? Which, like, can you imagine being on Chelsea Clinton's PR team? And, like, you yeah. start off. You go to bed like, you know what? Like, we had a win today because we fucked over this young woman who we know is doing good work, but it's against our interests. And like, you know what? I had yeah. a good work day today. I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a self-care face mask, take a big shit and go to sleep. <laughs> and then you wake up the next day and you find that your fucking client has quoted a guy <laughs> who's known for being abused on his own show for saying he looks like a bug and his show is called a bug. Like, It's called Come Can, you, can yeah. you imagine like the feeling of your heart falling out your butt? <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's like this brings me joy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, well, like, so I was, I was going to say something. I have a very short story. This is like a short, sad story that I know happened in the real world. I think that I can I can find some humor in it, but it's a sad, short story. Um, Chelsea Clinton going to her muted phrases on Twitter and putting in Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad person. I'm harassing a mother of two. No, I mean, I'm like, it's, I, 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 she should. I'm, I'm like, that moment has happened in this world. That has now happened uh, uh, on this planet. I, it's, oh. it's, I, I was not, I would like to say, I am not, again, for the listeners, I responded to her after she was like, Johan did the right thing by apologizing. Yeah. Uh, um, and, I, and I'll call her office tomorrow to tell her it was good. I, she, <laughs> I said, this is your fault because I'm angry. Uh, yeah. And I love to yell at people, which is not healthy. I should go back to the gym and like start lifting. <laughs> but I said, like, while I'm here, what was your dad doing on Epstein's plane? Because yeah. what the fuck is up with that plane? Yeah, what <laughs> is up, up with the plane? What's up with that plane? Yeah. People uh, forget that uh, like Chris Tucker was also on the plane. That's an interesting. That's an interesting Chris one. Chris Tucker is always so peripheral to these like insane stories of child fucking. <laughs> Because he and Michael Jackson were like best friends. Man, he must have witnessed some uh, some horrendous stuff. I Tucker. like I like wonder, and he was also in uh, the Fifth Element, and that guy is a weird. Got some. Weird oh, Luke Bassan, yeah, oh, Luke yeah, Bassan, yeah, yeah. 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 I, know, I, I love his work, but he he's going down. He's getting some accusations. Hey, 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 yeah. hey! Uh, before you throw my boy Chris Tucker out the bus, look, what I, if I, all I, this? I, what well, before? What if all this time? He was doing running his own to catch a predator, and that's why he's behind <laughs> no, the scenes no, so like, and all these things. And he's just waiting for the right moment to put oh, out his expose. One. I'm just saying See, you, that's like you know how like the that like that theory that fan theory that came true about like the reason Stan Lee has a cameo in all of the Marvel movies is not just because he's an old man who wants something to do before he died. <laughs> that he was like a watcher, which is another thing. Uh, one like, of the watchers or something. Yeah, sure. like one of the watchers. What if that's Chris Tucker's actual job? <laughs> and he's he was, just maybe in, he was like, an angel. No, Chris Tucker, that's his job, and he's in like the SBU. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're gonna it. put you under deep cover as a very funny comedian I, I, like, Chris Tucker in the fifth element is like one of the greatest great. roles 
of all time and Rush, Rush Hour. Hour is great. Rush, Rush Hour is great. Oh my God. I just thought of another one that he's peripheral to because Roman Polanski is in Rush oh, Hour wow. 3. Wow. As a he's... guy doing a cavity search. And um, who's he's the Kevin Bacon? Who directed he's the, the Rush, Kevin Bacon Rush Hour films? Sex Predators. Who directed what? Brett Ratner? Brett Ratner. <laughs> Brett Ratner. What? Oh, wow. oh my God. This is better than the Chuck E. Cheese pizza thing. Yeah. Wow, well, this is no, unbelievable. I mean, here's the thing: I want another Rush Hour movie where, where, uh, where, where uh, Tucker and and Jackie Chan go to um, Jeffrey Epstein's island and try to unlock the mysteries. It'd be kind of like Resident Evil, and and, uh, and then at the I last, little if I do code, an impression, Veronica, if I do an impression of this, it will probably border on problematic. But imagine Chris Tucker in the Never Touch a Black Man's Radio. Tone saying, "Never touch a black man's underage sex." Yes, plane. underage. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, we're back to R. Kelly, full circle. Oh wow. my God! Oh, I bet you there's. there's I, I bet Chris Tucker and R. Kelly. Is, Chris Tucker had the dirt on R. Kelly. He's probably the one leaking all this stuff. Yeah. He's the reason why Six Nine's in jail too. <laughs> like uh, this is all to say that I love Chris Tucker. Yeah. Oh, I got a Brett Ratner story. I got a Brett Ratner Hollywood story, which is uh, I know people that like went to a meeting at Brett Ratner's house a long time ago. Like a big group of people got brought to Brett Ratner's house, and um, he is very proud to own the like ceramic rape dick from Cro- Clockwork Orange. He like oh, owns the actual thing and like what? shows that to people and like says says how cool it is and shit. Like he just owns the original ceramic rape dick from uh, Clockwork Orange. That's like I, can you imagine having like a, having like a gun rack for but for all like <laughs> for, for sex crimes. For sex, oh my god. But wow. You, you can get yeah. so much cool shit from the props department with the power he had. That's yeah, that's specific. Uh, yeah, that's specific. I mean, yeah, like he was Quentin like a Tarantino over there with like the fuck truck from Kill Bill. Being like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ra- Rachel, we we have had you on for an hour. Thank you so much for coming on and explaining all this yeah. to us, helping us get into the bottom of all these conspiracies. Yeah, theories. yeah, and I hope yeah. I'm not canceled for cracking jokes about. Uh, the Epstein plane. It's like well, in, insanely fucked up, and I hate it, and I'm mad about it. But we, like, we will, well, we Jeffrey will see. Epstein, we, Jeffrey Epstein isn't canceled yet. Yeah, so. I know. We'll see. Yeah. I just uh, like what was he doing on the plane? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I um, I'm I'm probably canceled for a number of reasons. Well, we'll find out after the episode comes out with the cancelometer. <laughs> uh, every guest has to undergo the cancelometer, and we'll see if you're canceled after this episode. Right, so, comes I mean, out. probably a lot of people are <laughs> mad at me for making a tweet about Ocasio-Cortez not commenting on Palestine. Uh, you were yeah. right, though. You were right. You're right. Well, you're right. Yeah. So, like, for the listeners, again, I just dashed off a quick thing, which I want to just say, I don't have any insider info. This is just my personal goddamn theory that, like, the reason she hasn't commented on it is because somebody told her she could be president and part of her wants to be. I am not... I am not canceling. That doesn't seem like a stretch. To be, I am yeah. not canceling Ocasio Cortez. I am. Wait not a second. Saying that like she can't do good work and that she's not doing yeah. good work and that I don't support what but she's doing. You're I not- am saying that if you want to be like that, a serious presidential candidate in this country has to at best remain neutral. On Palestine. That's all I'm fucking saying. And okay, like a okay, okay. I just want to say, I just want to say, Rachel is off the hook because I already canceled AOC before all this shit for uh, complimenting Saturday Night Live for that yes, skit she, they did. She about is her. actually canceled for that uh, uh, for doing the uh, the women of Congress. Okay, skit. you cannot show like, more support for Saturday Night Live than you do for Palestinians. Okay, that's you true. Are canceled. You're canceled. <laughs> no, Those I, are your I, words. Not why I, I don't want to get screamed at anymore for yeah. like making a point about like I, yeah. what, how this country is. So Rachel, also, by the um, way, it's well, like you know, uh, this is how we like keep politicians good is by hitting them on the left. That's well, yeah, like how you actually do yeah. it. Exactly, and and like Rachel, truly, I do believe that the fame industrial complex is is up there with the the media industrial complex, the military industrial complex, the desire for fame and politics are are so intrinsically fucked up and tied together that, you know, uh, if a politician does something that they think is going to make them more famous, even if it fucks people over, you have to make it clear. No, you're not going to get you're not going to get high fives all the fucking time. This is 
why I'm so, so against the meme, the memification, I guess, of Ocasio-Cortez. It's yeah. like, I'm like, I'm being, I'm being grouchy. I'm destroying yeah. the fun. But like when people are in, doing accounts that are like, oh, Ocasio-Cortez dancing to every song. Like, yeah. she's not a funny cat. That shit is corny. Uh, she's I, not I, well, a funny cat. She's a fucking politician. And yeah. like. Don't yes queen her anymore. Politics, like, politics, stand culture is bad. No matter and how like, good the policies of the person are, politics, again, stand culture is just bad. I like her. I Me think too. she's fuck. I would love if she became president. That would be incredible. Yeah. But like, you have to hold your electeds to a standards, and that's not to say that we should only hold her to a standard. Everybody should be held to a standard. I just think it's a dangerous road to go down. And that's, like, all I'm trying to say. And people are like, no, you're ruining the fun. And, like, yeah, probably. But I, <laughs> Maybe I, we I, have, be- I have to stick to my guns on that. Rachel, where can we find you online? Where can we find your stuff? You can find me online in too many places. Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at twitter.com slash Rachel Millman. If you are a pro wrestling fan or would like to become one, I have a podcast with my dear friend Kath Barbadoro called Wrestlesplania, where she explain where she explains wrestling to me. Although at this point we've been doing it for a year, so it's mostly just us <laughs> talking about it. Uh, you can find us at twitter.com slash wrestlesplania. Um, and we have, you know, we're on iTunes, Spotify, all the good spots. Um, and I also made a documentary with my dad about Pennsylvania voting rights, which you can stream now at lineinthestreet.com. It was a real rewarding year and a half where I got accused of being um, a Soros agent by an elected oh, official. Oh, wonderful. Which was really cool. <laughs> it was a really cool moment for That's me. a nice badge of honor. That's very it cool. It really, really was. I had to explain to my dad why that was like a big deal. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on, Rachel. It was really good to talk Thank to you. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right, peace, everyone. Bye, y'all. So do admit it, but I feel alone in this place. It's all for my eyes to see the truth. Everything I love is gone without a trace. Where is my city? My city of you. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.